It's episode 134 of the Nintendo Switch UK podcast. I'm Mike. I'm Al. Uh, there's no Anton because we are fresh as a daisy because we're recording this one day early from our normal earliest recording day, if you see what I mean. Normally we try and aim for a Sunday. Sometimes that doesn't happen, but that's usually the first day of the week we record or the last day of the week, if you see what I mean, but the first day we record. But we're Saturday, so we're a full 24 hours early, Al. We are. We are early and Antonless. And poor Anton, um, he's, he's feeling a bit poorly. He's so, Antoff. Uh, sort of, Antoff, Antoff. So get well soon, Anton. And my, my hat is off to him because I did all the research for today's episode, which Anton normally does. Anton makes up all our notes. It is hard work trolling through all the week's news and figuring out what to speak about. I that know. is not but the work of a moment. No, it's uh, it's a lot of work. So fair play to Anton, who does that on a weekly basis. So we can um, we can be nice about him because he probably won't listen back. So it's fine. We can be as nice this as is we true. like. We can be as nice about him as we like. <laughs> For a change, <laughs> it's like the exact opposite. When you're off, we're mean about you. Yeah. To be fair, we're mean about you to your face. Yeah. But when Anton's off, we're, we're nice about him. It has been a busy week. There has been a lot going on. Of course, not least the uh, the OLED release. I must say, I, I did have. Have you got yours yet, Mike? Well, well I knew you were going to ask that because you know full <laughs> well that I don't. And the reason I don't is that it arrived yesterday when I was out the house. And I thought, oh, that's fine. It's DPD. I've got a little note. I can, I can go and pick it up. Not so. <laughs> See, you're making me sneeze. Just um, so not so. Um, unfortunately, the only way I can pick it up from DPD is through one of their collection points. You just can't go to a depot at the moment, apparently. Um, and I can't do that till Monday or it gets re-delivered on Monday, but I'm away on Monday and Tuesday, hence we're recording early. So I'm now not going to see it until Wednesday, which is slightly annoying because it was going to be a kind of birthday thing while we were away. I was going to play it, but never mind. Never mind. I don't have I it. I mean, if you want to drive all the way down to Edinburgh, my boss has two. I heard, yeah, I know. I got both <laughs> it was his daughter's, thing. or is his daughter's birthday, I think maybe today or yesterday, or so it's coming up. Anyway, his daughter's birthday coming up, and he was asking me about what kind of switch device? I said, okay, talked him through the ones. He went, okay, I'll go get the OLED. And I gave him a couple of links because he'd gone looking for OLEDs and couldn't find them anywhere. They weren't in stock. Yeah. So I sent him links to uh, AO and to the Nintendo store, which is, I think, where you got your own from. Mm-hmm. Um, and gave him your hint about using the student discount from uh, Student Beans, which was very handy. And off he toddled and he got one from AO.com. Nice. Uh, he put the order through, was happy. Then an email popped through from AO after placing the order saying, your, deli- your order will be delivered on the 28th of October. He's like, no, 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 I need it for my daughter's birthday. So he freaked out and then went and bought one from the Nintendo link instead. And Nintendo had them in stock and that was all fine. Uh, and before he got around to cancelling the AO one, he then got an email going, your AO order will be delivered tomorrow. And both the switches turned up at the same time on the uh, uh, yesterday. So he's now got two OLED switches in his house. So if you want to drive to Edinburgh, he's got a spare one you can pick up. I mean, I feel like he's more justified in getting two for his daughter's birthday than I am as a grown man sort of getting a second one for my birthday. So I think I'll stick with waiting until Wednesday. I'm pretty sure it'll be fine to wait a few days. I still have my Switch, so I can still play things. And speaking of playing things, have you played anything this week? Um... Not much is the honest answer. I have just played more Mario Golf because I am still really enjoying playing that with my partner. I've I've tried the one player and I really enjoy it, but I've got very limited time. But we have found if we've got a quick 10, 15 minutes sort of while dinner's cooking or something, he's like, do you want to do a quick nine holes? Sure, yeah. And we'll jump on and do a quick nine hole match. It's a really good game for just picking up and putting down. And in multiplayer, it's just, it's really nice and it's a fun experience. I actually prefer the multiplayer mm. because in the multiplayer, you're doing what I would consider to be traditional golf on a video game system you right take your shot and then this next person takes a shot and then next time it comes back to you you're standing at your ball ready to hit it and you take your shot and off you go in the one player golf. <laughs> it's basically the golf the dash version right. so in the one player you have to run yeah between when you hit the ball and and get into a new ball you've got to you've got to dash that distance and it's part of the game mechanic so you can build up your speed you can build up your special moves and all these kinds of things so you can knock other players out of the way and actually as fun as it is as a specific game mode I don't want that to be the main story mm. but it's the way it is so eh, it's fine very good well I haven't played an awful lot of Switch I have played a bit more of um, Deltarune just trying to 
progress through chapter one and two on that one. So I'll come back to, me, to you once I've finished and I, I'm up to date on that. But I also went back to Steins Gate because, as you know, I am a, a big fan of the visual novel Steins Gate and the redone version. I remember going through this with everybody at the time and going, it's this version you got to get, not this version. But remember, the sequel isn't like that version, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, that made remember? me cross-eyed. I remember that. Yeah, so essentially, the original version has a, a more up-to-date version with more um, sort of anime specific um, cutscenes, whereas the original was a static anime like you would expect in an, an original visual novel. So the updated version of Steins Gate is really good and that's what we have on the Switch. Um, so that's what I played. And I'm now playing Steins Gate Zero, which is the next one, but it's not one with the kind of updated visual version of it. It's the original visual novel that came out on PCs. So it's um, it's really good and the voice acting is also excellent, much like the first one. I mean, it's in Japanese, so I don't know what they're saying, but certainly the translation is... So it might be absolutely terrible. No, it, it's well done in the sense that you, you I recognise every character from the first game straight away as soon as they talk. I'm like, oh, that's so-and-so. that, And it's just, yeah, they've kept it consistent, which is great. So that's really, really exciting. Um, so yes, yeah, so I've been uh, playing a bit more of that and again, thoroughly enjoying the story, uh, but it has been a very busy week i did play a bit of xbox as well this week which i know that's you know like a swear word around here but i played a bit of um a game that we're going to talk about today so i'll leave that until we get onto that well that's not true i i I downloaded and started a game that we're going to talk about today um and if i like it i might we'll talk about it later there's a reason there's a reason i don't know which one you're talking about now but yeah this is cool there's a reason i want to talk about it because there's a caveat with it um and the other Mm -hmm. thing i played was a little bit of andromeda mass effect played a bit more of that game oh yeah you enjoy it yeah i am it's a standalone story so yeah it was polarizing when it came out wasn't it i think because it didn't like it it wasn't mass effect i think a lot of people felt and i see that in it it's not like a traditional mass effect game in a lot of ways but it looks gorgeous i mean it looks amazing and and the the um the story's good like i've already had a, a big twist in it that i thoroughly liked and didn't see coming so yeah i'm i'm enjoying it so far it's it's good so it's quite nice yeah, you're right it's, it's, it's been a busy week and of course we had an expansion chat this week as well and can yeah. we just give a big shout out to adam yeah woo-hoo. who who upgraded his patreon tier this week which is always lovely so mm. big shout out to adam woo-hoo. yeah we, thank you for joining us in n64 we did a kind of open to anyone um expansion chat for our patreon supporters this week and it's always a difficult one because sometimes it's super busy and everyone's there and sometimes it's quite quiet. And it was quite a quiet one. We had a couple of people there and it was great to see them. But Adam was one of them because we opened it to everybody. And Adam was on the uh, SNES tier. Is that right? The NES tier? The SNES tier? I forget. The NES tier. Yes. Um, but he then moved up to the uh, the full N64 tier, which is, uh, which is fantastic and uh, is now, I'm sure, working his way through the extra 150 podcasts that we have and we put new ones up regularly. Because uh, Anton's not well, we're slightly behind on the podcast, but we'll get caught up once I'm back after the next couple of days. And yeah, everyone will be happy again. And also shout out to the Beaties. <laughs> <laughs> the beanies have been a hit, haven't they? They've been great. There have been so many pictures of patrons wearing their beanies. Actually, there's lots of pictures of beanies on tabletops and you know beds and floors and carpets. There's lots of pictures of beanies, which has been I awesome. Know. It's really cool. They're they're very good quality. I have to say, they're um, they're going to do me well over winter. So yeah, delighted. Yeah, well, we've still got a few of them. Come a few to to move on, and mm. uh, we need to officially talk about how we're actually going to do that. Yeah. yeah, keep an ear out for what we do with them. You never know; you might have, might even have a chance to own one. We don't know yet; we haven't decided. But what we will do is point you towards nsukp.co.uk forward slash support dash us come and join us if you would like all the extra goodies remember everything we get in we put it back into the podcast and that's why we can buy all these goodies every six months we're already planning our next one al has sent me various links to various things um and trust me sunglasses buddy it's what we need i was going to mention the tattoos that you were talking about last week (laughs) anyway it is time for this week's news First up, it's probably the uh, oh my god, oh my the god. biggest oh my god. story of the week. Um, so before we talk about this, you know I got <laughs> got an Xbox uh, last week, and Game Pass is is excellent. And actually, what's quite good about Game Pass is if you want to test the game out and it's good, and then you get it on the Switch, it's quite a clever thing to do, right? <laughs> I know Come you want to talk about this, but there's a reason. <laughs> there's um, Grand Theft Auto Five is being remastered for the new gen of consoles, which I hadn't realised. It's coming out in March which is quite exciting because I've albeit I've played most of it. I haven't actually played through it, so I'm thinking about that. But in the meantime, Grand Theft Auto the Trilogy, the definitive edition, has formally been announced by Rockstar and it's going to be releasing later this year and they have confirmed the Switch is on there too. 
and it's going to be remastered. It's going to be there's going to be a whole lot of new stuff in there. It's going to be just the best version of it because the mobile ports missed certain things. Uh, the mobile ports were actually decent ports, but missed elements that the original had it's basically we think from what we can tell it's going to be the best version of this game or the first three games i should say being gta 3 not the first three the the first three 3d games gta 3 uh vice city and san andreas this is super exciting on the go with a nice controller in your hand on in on an oled screen al uh in remastered definition i'm in Please excuse me. Somebody get me a sock. <laughs> I am so excited about this. I'm so excited. I mean, I've I've been building up to this. The rumours have been flying around for ages. And I think since day one of this podcast, I've been saying I wanted Grand Theft Auto on the Switch because the games are just so good. But it's here. It's here. It I'm so excited. And I'm, I'm massively intrigued to see what they're going to look like because they've not given us any clue. They've just announced that it's coming. And they said that they will... Imp- They'll feature improved graphics and modern gameplay enhancements. I'm intrigued to see what that is. While keeping the classic look and feel of the original game. So I think we're getting just a slight visual overhaul rather than what... You know, there are all these screenshots of what people look like now and if they ran on the PlayStation 5 and they're all high, mm. deaf and modern. I don't think that's what we're getting. I think we're getting the look of the original games just at a, a higher um, pixel density at probably 60 frames per second, at least maybe on the higher end consoles maybe well, I, on the I, Switch. Think they, we'll I could see it could be 60 frames per second though I could see that on the it Switch would be, it would be nice but I don't think we're going to get so quite the same visual overhaul that people might have been anticipating and I'm alright with that I mean I would have loved it if we got that kind of treatment but I'm quite happy with it if we get the original games just made a little bit prettier they might you know add in some fancy lighting effects I am intrigued to know what modern gameplay enhancements would yeah. be I'm wondering if it's things like um quality of life improvements like a better i can't even remember now so long since i played those games but a better save system or perhaps a better way of maybe it's more to do with the control system i might wonder because the control system now i suspect will feel slightly clunky in comparison to um, modern games so i'm wondering if there might be some just kind of tweaks to make things feel and play a bit more like a, a modern game I, I can't really see what else it would be but it's intriguing and the fact it is actually only well potentially six to eight weeks away that's that's the bit that gets me the fact it's coming out this year yeah i mean that is that is awesome but if you do want to get hold of these before they're released uh, if you go into any of these shops from well next week from what monday the 11th they're pooling all the original games from all the digital outlets at the moment so you won't be able to buy this these games again so you've basically got if we manage to get this out tomorrow i don't know if we managed to get this out on sunday or not mm-hmm. if you listen to this on sunday and you want to go and buy one that's currently on an e-store somewhere on some platform go and do it quickly because you're not gonna be able to do it until you know this trilogy gets yeah released. well they're going to basically make it the way to play it so um no I'm, I'm excited and i think i think they'll do a great job i cannot see this being anything less than really really and, well uh, done price i mean they've not talked about price but i'm assuming it's going to be 50 quid i will happily pay them 50 quid for three games because they're excellent games yeah, I, I'm going to go for retail forty nine ninety nine, but thirty nine ninety nine being the realistic price um, in most places. Um, but I'll pay that. I'll happily pay that because you know they're they're great. Yes, to quote the Futurama, take my money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, basically <laughs> yeah, it's the meme. Okay, we can. Uh, I'm sure we'll mention this again in the coming weeks. But next up, we got Studios Somewhere. They've announced Bonito Days, an homage to the Monkey Target minigame in Super Monkey Ball and the GameCube, which is such a specific homage, but uh, it's releasing on the 14th of October and it's $7.99. It looks quite colourful and uh, in a kind of pastel-y way. And it looks like quite a kind of, for me, it looks like that kind of pick-up-and-play game, a bit like you mentioned with um, Mario Golf. Not not similar, but, uh, you know, you might pick it up and have a quick go and then put it down again and play it in sort of short bursts. Yeah, I think I never played, in fact, to this day, I've never played any Super Monkey Ball games. Have you have you ever played them? Do you know what the minigame is it's referring to? I have played them and I have played that GameCube version, but I don't, it's so long ago that I don't remember what the minigame is. But um, but the fact that they've kind of openly talked about that, and you can see the Super Monkey Ball um, vibes in here for sure. Yeah, I mean, when the in all the press releases on the interview, they basically do to say, look, 
in, in that original Monkey Ball game, if you ask him what the favourite bit was, it was that mini game, that Monkey Target mini game. So we made a game of that, and it's awesome, and it's it's it really is an homage to that with sort of an eighties Japanese pop music soundtrack, some very calming visuals, and the whole thing is supposed to be quite a nice calming affair. It's not supposed to be jangling your nerves and getting you all hopped up. It's just supposed to be something you, you as you say, you might you pick up and you chill out and you enjoy. Well, from what I've seen from the trailers, rolling around and then jumping and coming from a ball to a little character that glides along a track and collects little things through the air. The weird thing to me is it reminds me of elements of, you know, the Lego superhero games where you go to fly around the city and collect rings and fly through hoops and stuff. Yeah. The mini games in there that I hate, I hate those ones because I'm not very good at controlling them. This kind of looks like a whole game of that and it's it's kind of jarring my nerves just looking at the trailer. But I don't think it's meant to because... The way they describe the game, it's the exact opposite of the way I feel about these these kind of missions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I can see the comparison for sure. I think it will be seen as a slightly different vibe. That, that's probably frustrating because it's within a, a context of a bigger game, whereas where this is, you know, it's definitely more lighthearted. And well, although those Lego games are lighthearted in a different way, so yeah, I think it'll be good. But seven ninety nine seems like a fair price. I'm interested to see what um, the gameplay is like because it will all be about that. Uh, Raw Fury and Clifftop Games have announced the point-and-click adventure Cathy Rain, the director's cut, is coming to Switch on the 26th of October. Now, it adds an extended storyline, new puzzles, an updated soundtrack, and a slew of visual and performance updates to the original 2016 game. Well-reviewed in 2016. I'm very intrigued by this because you know I do love a good point-and-click. You've just finished one as well, Al. And um, this one, yeah, I think it looks... It looks like it's well done, but it's hard to tell with visual no uh, point and clicks because the proof again is in how well the puzzles are executed. And for me, it's about not being too obscure. I think sometimes with point and click, it can get to the point where you're like, you know, combine the banana with the metal detector. Oh, well, that was obvious. You know, it's that kind of thing where, where it can get a little frustrating. Um, my prime example of that is the one on the switch from the monkey island guys and i forget the name of it it's the sort of um what grim fandango no or? it's it's specifically I'll, I'll come back to you on it tell me what you think broken, of this broken age no yeah. it's not one of those uh, a tiny minute all right okay uh yeah no i i feel the same way about point and clicks and actually the the one i played recently the little acres that was kind of what annoyed me about it there were at least two very obscure puzzles in there we thought i only got that by trial and error of sticking things together and oh look miraculously it made that work so yeah, you're right. Point and clicks do live and breathe, and they they win or fall, win or fail on how well the puzzles are executed. And I mean, this one has been really well reviewed. As as you say, this game came out in 2016 on some other platforms. It's been released as the director's cut on the Switch. It's also been released as a director's cut at the same time on PC and on mobile. I think um, in October, and it looks well, it looks visually cool. It's it's 1990s journalist. Her grandfather, I think, gets killed. He's investigating his death. That's that sounds like a perfectly acceptable premise to me. It looks atmospheric and it's well drawn. It's kind of I don't even know how you describe it. It sort of looks to me like a point and click would have looked back on the SNES era. Yeah, that's kind of the best description I can give you for it. Yeah, uh, and I I appreciate that. I'm kind of. I'm pleased that we're getting this. Yeah, Thimbleweed Park was the one I was thinking of. Ah, um, Thimbleweed yeah, Park I is, to play that. is, I mean, it's very often rated the number one Switch point and click. It is really, really good. Um, and I, the writing is fantastic and very funny. Um, and I haven't actually finished it, but it, I do find occasionally just a little obscure. And there is a hints thing in there that you can phone. It's quite clever the way they do the hints. You can phone for hints if you know certain numbers. And yeah, it's cool. But anyway. That's what Google's for. I know. Well, that's what, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, um, if I'm going to finish that game, I'll have to do. Next up, uh, Polish developer, not a developer of Polish, as I first read that, um, King's Pleasure. <laughs> I was thinking, why, why, what a change. They've made a game and they were making shoe polish before that. Uh, they've announced their debut oh, game. furniture, interestingly. I, well, that was my instinct, but I couldn't remember the word for furniture. It's very late on a Saturday. <laughs> uh, they've announced, King's Pleasure, announced their debut game, Cosmic, for the Switch. It's a 2D action platformer that sees your character borrowing someone else's shadow to help you find your own missing one. Nice premise. It's um, a quite... It's an interesting one, this one, the animation on it. I think it. I think I like it. I can't quite get my head around whether I like this or, or don't in terms of the animation style. It reminds me of, weirdly, another point and click uh, that I played recently, which is uh, Detective Who, uh, Jenny LeClue Detective Who. It's got a bit of that kind of 
Cartoon Network-y kind of visual um, from the 90s, uh, if that makes any sense to you whatsoever. I see what you mean, yeah. It reminds me a bit of, uh, what's it called, Samurai Jack? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I hadn't actually thought about that when I watched the trailer before for this one, but I, I get where you're coming from. Mm. I have to say, this is not floating my boat in the slightest, but it does have some pedigree. Although they're effectively a new developer, some of the team have worked on some some pretty cool games for Vampire Masquerade. Um, well, at least one or two of them, I don't know how many, worked on Cyberpunk 2077. Whether that's wow. a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know. Big thing. <laughs> it's a big game. They've worked on it. So I mean, they're not they're not complete novices. These are uh, a new development house of experienced people. So it's it, it'll be interesting to see how well the game does and how well it is received because it's it's a different premise, but it's not engaging me in the slightest, and I can't figure out why. I don't know if it's just the aesthetic or if it's the, the premise itself. I mean, we've we've got no shortage of 2D platformers on the Switch. There's there's so many of them you can't sort of walk across a room without tripping over at least three of them, probably spraining your ankle on the way. And it's going to be hard for it to differentiate itself from anything else. And the shadow mechanism is slightly different, but effectively you end up, even from the trailer, you don't look at the main character, you just look at the shadow on the wall behind and your brain goes, that's my character, that's what I'm using, you fight bad guy and move on. And if that's the only gimmick, if that's the only hook they've got to make the game interesting and unique, it's not, it's not starting off well in my books. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm on the fence on this one. I think it will all be in the gameplay, but um, yeah, I I can see where you're coming from. We'll wait and see. Next up, this is probably my moment of the week. Red Deer Games are, have released Triple Eight Clock. It's a clock and it's for the Switch. And um, it's interesting because uh, there's great production quality in this, a premium product for the demanding user. It's got an HD clock with full support for OLED technology. Uh, supported languages, it's got Japanese, English, French, German, Spanish, Korean and Portuguese. It can also detect the colour of your Joy-Cons and mimic it, which is actually quite clever. Uh, what I will say is, um, despite my slightly sarcastic read-through of the um, plus points of this, it does have a hidden game in there, which actually looks all right. <laughs> it does I mean I was reading um, Nintendo Life's article on this one and, and they, they do indeed take the mickey out of it uh, quite a lot and as they point out the line that says it's an HD clock with full support for OLED technology doesn't make any sense they, they, they literally full support for OLED technology what it can use a screen like all the other games on the Switch can do it's just I love I, I would put this press release together and he's patted on the back for just sheer genius and Sure, outright. Um, I mean, go on this, frankly. <laughs> I would be really upset if some of my games came up on my new OLED when I finally get it saying, sorry, this game does not include OLED technology. You cannot play it anymore. <laughs> it is absolutely bizarre. What's interesting about it is I've, I've seen the kind of screenshots and they are assuming that you would just leave it, leave your switch on um, as a timepiece in the house with the clock running. Just lying around, draining its battery, <laughs> flicking down the minutes. It seems like you would just, just the dumbest thing ever. Buy a clock but for think, that purpose. But. but the inclusion of a free game is just, even that in itself is just so bizarre. It's like, yes, pay us for a clock and we'll give you this free little game, which I'm not really sure what it is. It's something to do with a Platformer. alien moving across the top yeah. of the screen. It sort of reminds me of Space Invaders, but rubbisher, I don't really know. But anyway, I mean, they're going to charge you £2 for the privilege if you get it sort of early days, and then the price goes up to £10, just like dear uh, calculator did. <laughs> I'm almost tempted, though. That's the worst part. I'm looking at this going, I need this in my collection. Anyway, I don't really. <laughs> Next up, uh, the final Smash Fighter has been revealed as Sora from Kingdom Hearts, and at the same time, we found out all about these games coming to the Switch. Uh, we've got Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 and 2.5 Remix, Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 final chapter prologue uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 and the whole package can be bought in one bundle as Kingdom Hearts Integra Masterpiece Collection but and here is the big big but uh, they're all <laughs> like big but <laughs> they're all cloud based only <laughs> which is oh, I don't know I'm so so this is the game that I downloaded I, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 is on the on Game Pass to try out ah, now I have a weird was- thing because my wife loves disney but she hates final fantasy with a passion like really hates final fantasy everything final fantasy she hates so she has absolutely no interest in this even though there's some amazing disney worlds in it and the crossover is really strong in it and i never actually got to the point where i started because she was just not happy about it being on the screen because she really has a vendetta against final fantasy for some reason that is that is a bizarre and strange reaction for someone to have yeah it's weird why does she so viscerally hate it because she said she wasted too many hours trying to play it and just just felt it was a 
most pointless game in the world. So, which is huge. But she liked Viva Pinata. That's even more pointless. Yeah, but I know. But she, and that's the thing. And, and she, she just played Two Point Hospital and she plays loads of games. But yeah, she wasn't a fan. Anyway, um, I, the cloud thing is the, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of the cloud thing being an option on the Switch. I am. But this is a pack where, with maybe the exception of three at a push, because it should still be able to be on a cart a cartridge, no problem. But you could maybe argue a case that three might need the cloud-based treatment. But the rest of the package does not need the uh, Final Fantasy. It does not. I'm reading a, a text I just got from my wife can, who can overhear us saying, "Yes, I still hate Final <laughs> Fantasy." That's why I read that. <laughs> I can literally see that. I'll show you. Just, okay. Oh, she has actually. Yeah, no, she literally just texted me. Um, so anyway, what I was trying to say was. Um, Surely we could have had the rest, the the Retro Kingdom Hearts collection on a cartridge to buy and then um, the other one on um, three. If you want to do that cloud-based, then I can understand the argument. But the whole thing, it just feels like such a waste. But I think there's some financial reasons they decided not to do this, apparently. Are there? Please do elaborate. Well, it's something, I mean, I haven't, again, I'm just going by the sort of stories that have come out this week, but it seems to be, something along the lines of they're not sure if it's profitable um, to go to the extent of going down the cartridge route or certainly that seems to be what a lot of people are suggesting um, which seems like a strange an reason nonsense. and even even if they decided they didn't want to go, go down the cartridge route well you could still have released them digitally on the eShop that is just a non-argument that is, comp- that is the dumbest thing I've heard this week. That gets my dumbest thing this week award. I can understand they might not have wanted to risk porting them because that's 10 games. That's a lot of investment to put into porting 10 games over. So this, Fair enough. This is where, the, this is where the, the money thing comes in. Square Enix have said that doing those ports, the time and the money and the effort, they don't believe the return would would be worthwhile it's up there they, they say it would be a two-year plus undertaking to do all that ever thought modern video games should be more interesting at the gaming blender we take randomized genres mechanics and make a new game every episode i've added permadeath we have a survival game of a hardcore simulation which could be house flipper and with the permadeath of xcom then that all has to be an action adventure yes Oh dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now. I don't really know where to stand on this, to be honest. I haven't really got a big problem against cloud versions in principle, but the whole shtick of the Switch is that you can pick it up and take it out with you. Yeah. And the Switch doesn't have 4 or 5G compatibility yet. The Pro might bring that, I suspect, at some point. But for now, you can't play them if you're not sitting at home. And that is a big that is a big well, problem. That's where I've got the problem with it, games. because... Kingdom Hearts 3, as I said, I can play that now. I have Game Pass. It's on Game Pass. I can play it on there. But the the big selling point for me having this pack would be to have it on the go. And that's where I have an issue with... Because this game, to me, feels like the right game for on the go. Kingdom Hearts feels like a good game for on the go. So it's a real shame that we've got cloud-based rather than the, the kind of native Switch cartridge. But it's great. It's a cross. And I'm not criticizing the fact we've got it. I'm just disappointed that we're not they've not gone that one step further but you know there's probably very very sound financial reasons i would imagine yeah it'd be interesting to see how much they charge for the uh, integrum masterpiece collection i love the fact they called it masterpiece i mean that is totally blowing your own trumpet can i just say but i mean 10 games in there that is a lot uh, 10 ish games there's i think a couple of like movies or mini movies or something included in there but they're calling it a 10 game pack mm. um i mean if i if i read the list of what's included in here so you've got kingdom Hearts hd 1.5 and 2.5 remix cloud version which includes kingdom hearts final mix kingdom hearts rechain of memories kingdom hearts 358 stroke two days don't have a clue what that's about hd remastered cinematics 
8 Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix Kingdom Hearts Birth of By Sleep Final Mix Kingdom Hearts Recoded HD Remastered Cinematics uh, Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue which includes Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance HD Kingdom Hearts Point Two Birth by Sleep A Fragmentary Passage Kingdom Hearts Back Cover which is something to do the movie and then Kingdom Hearts 3 Plus Remind DLC None of that is a lot of Kingdom Hearts and I've never seen really a game like that be released for more than say 60 quid 59.99 is probably the top realistically I've, I've seen games being released if they released all that for 60 quid cloud version do you think that would be reasonable value or do you think that's them aiming too high for the cloud version um, for, I mean they're only doing cloud version so I mean I don't know where the price is I haven't got a clue know. where the price is because it's severely curtailed mm. by not being able to go out and take it on the go yeah I think I think you're going to see this as a full price 50 60 pound collection if i'm honest i don't see it being any less i really don't because the other cloud games are pretty much of a much of that price there's one the the one that came out the other week uh forgotten city i think it was 24.99 but that's because it was cheaper elsewhere as well um it, the other thing about kingdom hearts is that as i've read many times if you want to be aware of the whole storyline you really have to play them um in order because they're canon so like they're properly like in an order with stories that that go across every game so i can see why they're putting them out as a collection together but you can play i mean of course you can play the game and get the gist at the end of the day it's probably not you're probably not going to be too confused but it's it's just a real shame that they hadn't gone this extra mile i do think they could have done it i really believe they could have done it and the switch is going to be around for a long time yet and once they've done it once then whatever happens next with the switch i suspect having that switch port will make it easier for them to develop something new which will sell bucket loads I don't know. I just think it's a bit of a shame. It's Square Enix as well, who have been pretty good with Switch stuff, you know, so it is a shame. And they put the Final Fantasy ones across. I mean... Yeah, they've, they've been here since day one on the Switch, pretty much. I, I can't strange. remember what game, but I'm pretty sure they had a launch title on the Switch. So they know how to do this. Uh, I know. And if they were thinking of doing this, they've had plenty of time, because let's face it, bringing Sora as the last fighter in um, Smash, which we haven't really talked about, mm. but that's not but the work of a moment. I know fine well they've been working a, a lot with Sakurai to get that right, which means that this has been coming for some time. They yeah. could have started reporting this a while ago. Nee, who knows? I mean, this this the fighter characters must have been locked in for at least a year, if not two years by now. Yeah. They, if they wanted to, they could have done. It's a shame, but it's good. We've got it one way or another. And if, you, if you're someone that only plays it docked, then you, and you've got a good internet connection, then you're sorted, really. Uh, How do you feel about Sora coming, by the way? Which are you, are you in the love it, hate it, or in the eh, don't care camp? Um, I mean, I think it's probably a good addition because it's a character that has a big history and it's another addition to the Smash collection. I haven't got much of opinion an opinion above that because I don't play Smash. So, um, but yeah, I think it's I think it, it probably people would have might have guessed that one i think i think that would have been one that people might have gone really yeah i felt that one's completely left field that nobody was expecting but it pleased a lot of people out there uh maybe i mean yeah. obviously there's a lot of people are also very angry because they didn't get their favorite character but i think the internet generally reacted relatively well yeah, to this I see um, but a very left field addition yeah okay next up it's been revealed that pokemon legends arceus won't actually be an open world game that's a real shame but i guess it depends on the strength of the story because you can have a kind of sub open world feel and a great storyline makes you feel like you're doing enough to to warrant it but i it is a shame I, in a lot of ways i think an open world game is what people wanted but it's not going to happen now no, it's not. Uh, unfortunately, the Pokemon company had to come out and sort of respond to a story done by uh, Kotaku, uh, who were talking about the game, and they've clarified that it's not open world as everybody was expecting it to be, because that's basically what all their PR and publicity had sort of suggested, strongly suggested, that the whole thing was open world, but it's not. It revolves around a village hub, and right. for each mission you go out into different areas, so it's not that you're free to roam around the whole world whenever you want. Mm-hmm. It's still a big, vast open world. It's just that it's segmented. You go back to the village, you go to that area, and you do a mission, you come back out, I come also, back in, you go back out to that one. So I presume there's a loading screen in between. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't mind that. I don't think that's a big problem for a Pokemon-style game. Given their age, their target audience, um, I think 
that's probably okay. I don't I don't think does it need to be open world Pokemon? It'd be nice, but I, mean, I don't think it does. does uh, it? We've kind of got used to games being open world, I suppose, but it doesn't need to be. It just it, as long as the game plays well, the story is well executed, it can be good and still have loading screens and still revolve around a centered hub yeah. that you go to different areas from that's not a big deal but it's interesting that they had to go and clarify it because yeah. I think people were running away with their expectations and I would say entirely based on what they'd put out there to date yeah, <laughs> I'm was. glad they clarified because they could have got themselves in a lot of trouble down the line now Nintendo have said don't remove the screen protector on your new OLED switch and don't because I've seen the evidence of people trying to remove it it is a glass screen protector on a glass OLED screen uh, which is very confusing because um some people have seen it and gone, oh, I'll take that off. That's a that's a protector. But then I've seen people with um, the whole screen coming off. I've seen people with pulling, like basically breaking their OLEDs already. Uh, just don't, just leave it. Yeah, this is sort of our public service announcement, isn't it? It's like, yeah, Nintendo said don't pull that off and there's a good reason for it. To be fair, it's there because they've moved from a plastic screen, which is what the Switch used to have, to having a proper glass screen for the OLED. But with a glass screen comes, you know, breakability, shatterability and the potential to cut yourself and cause a lot of damage so Nintendo have very smartly and rightly put a screen protector on top of that glass screen to give it well a bit of scratch resistance and durability but also to stop it smashing to million pieces mm-hmm. if you break it yeah. uh, and Nintendo are very rightly saying don't take that off I wonder and they've got they've got a big warning in the instruction manual yeah but if you're not smart enough to go and read the instruction manual because let's face it who does then, I don't yeah they've had the, the public service announcement don't pull that off and they have said just for the record, in case anyone was wondering, you can still stick a screen protector of your own on top of it. Yeah, which is probably what I'll do. But what's interesting about it is what happens if that screen protector gets really damaged, but the but behind it, it's fine. Do you, can you then get a replacement screen protector from Nintendo? Is there a way to send off your OLED to be repaired? Do you know what I mean? I'm just interested to know what the protocol is. I suspect, I mean, it's no different to your mobile phone. Your mobile phone has exactly the same system on it. They have had for years. Um, anything that's basically OLED probably has a glass screen protector across the glass screen it's just the way these things are generally manufactured these days mm. it's just so it happens it's a bit more obvious for some strange reason on the switch than it is on mobile phones and people try to pull them off and yeah well do it. I, I, there you go Just it'll be part of Nintendo's I suppose repair function that if it breaks then they can be repaired but it's it, I would still suggest putting your own screen protector on because it will still stop it from smashing and scratching and yes. then you can pull that one off and replace that instead. Yes, that makes sense. Uh, Bethesda congratulates Nintendo on Metroid Dread's launch with a special Doom artwork and uh, that's even more appropriate since you can now play with the Doom Guy Mii Fighter costume in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Uh, yeah, a lot of uh, lot of names in there. Doom, Smash Bros, Metroid Dread. Uh, we will say though that the Metroid Dread launch has gone really well. People saying it's potentially the best Metroid game going and um, yeah overall very favourable oh massively favourable I mean it's apparently it's brutally hard mm-hmm. and you as my my memory of Metroid games when I played them on the NES and the SNES and I never got very far in them was wandering around not having a clue what to do or where to go and this game apparently does exactly the same thing it picks up where those games left off it leaves a lot of people very confused but the puzzles and the gameplay are excellent in it mm. from what I've been reading yeah. uh, and it's nice to see that it's it's living up to the hype because yeah. I think you guys are both very sceptical about this whereas I think I was the only one that thought yeah this does look really good this could have a lot of potential and I'm quite keen um, yeah. and clearly Bethesda like it or at least they decided to use it as an opportunity to get a bit PR one of the two yeah. Uh, and yeah they released some some cool artwork and patted Nintendo on the back it's really weird because I think it looks great and I think it'll do really well. I have no interest in playing it, <laughs> which is really weird. Just no interest at all. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, but yes, very good reviews, which is always good and a welcome addition to the Switch. Nintendo have said it's continually working on improving Joy-Con durability, but wear is unavoidable. Yes, I take your point, Nintendo. But what I would say about that is uh, you had Joy-Con drift as a major issue from pretty much day one. So if you were working on improving that durability, why did you not do what America did and offer fixes, free fixes for people in the UK and in other places if you really believe you are doing that? Because I know what they're saying, and I'm sure they are to a point, but surely, surely we could, um, you know, we we, we could expect better than this Joy-Con drift issue that we've still plagues a lot of people now. Yeah, this is this story did pique my attention because they were very canny about what they were saying. Effectively, there's a, what are they called? Uh, Euro consumers, I think, are calling out 
Nintendo over the the Joy-Con drift quality. And let's face it, they're already facing lawsuits in America and various places. I, I can't actually remember if they're facing a lawsuit here or not, but they probably are. I'm um, sure they are. And I'll try. I'll quote off it because I don't want to get this wrong. So the response that came back from Nintendo when they were talking about it was: uh, so Yamashita said the degree of wear depends on factors like combination of materials and forms. So we continue to make improvements by researching which combinations are less likely to wear. We mentioned that the Joy-Con controller specification hadn't changed with the OLED in the sense that we didn't add any new features such as new buttons, but the analog sticks in the Joy-Con controllers included with the Nintendo Switch OLED model are the latest version with all the improvements. Needless to say, so are the analog sticks included in Nintendo Switch, Nintendo Switch Lite, separately uh, sold Joy-Cons, and Nintendo Switch Pro controllers that are currently being shipped. So basically what they're saying is they are continually evolving and improving the Joy-Cons that go out with every console. So if you bought a very first day one Switch it maybe had the Joy-Con drift. They're kind of insinuating if you've bought a later model Switch, they may have swapped the Joy-Cons out and not not told anyone, and the newer Joy-Cons might not be suffering from drift. They're just not actually saying that. Yeah. I guess don't want to make any claims because, you know, they might not be able to back them up, but they clearly are trying to address this issue in the background, but quietly without admitting liability or any kind of problems. And I did think that that was a really, really interesting thing for him to say. And it will be fascinating to see if the Joy-Cons on the OLED model do suffer from drift or if they have somehow managed to fix them just kind of quietly and they've not shouted about it. Yeah. Because they did say, oh, no, no, the Joy-Cons are still the same. But now they're going, yes, yeah, it's still the same. And as much as we've not added new features. Yeah, it's... Yeah. You would expect a company the size of Nintendo to do that, though, wouldn't you? You know, to just kind of continually be upgrading and, and, and improving. Uh, I don't know. I kind of just assumed they made a Joy-Con and that was it. It, it does actually surprise me that they continue upgrading the Joy-Cons uh, and not releasing the new one as Joy-Con version 2.0. Yeah, I guess, I guess like they're that. maybe missing a trick there. They maybe should be doing that and people will go, oh, I'll have to upgrade my old Joy-Con to this new one that looks and feels the same. But apparently it's different. I suspect they just don't have the confidence that their fixes are actually going to work. Yeah, I guess not. Cozy Grove has a free autumn update. It adds pet cats, interior design and a photo mode. I've never played it, but I like the look of this game. And yeah, people will be happy, Al. Yeah, there are a few of our patrons who are quite excited about when this came out. And quite, I think at least a handful of them went and bought it and were talking about it very, very happily to begin with. And then it all went very quiet and we haven't really heard anything about it. And the reviews I read of the game at the time were basically saying it was a nice little game but was lacking any kind of depth or anything to bring you back. So mm. this patch that they're bringing out seems to be their way of addressing that. So they're adding in you know, a lot of the stuff that I guess you'd already find in Animal Crossing yeah. where you can walk into, I think it's, I think you've got tents in this game, you can walk now into your tent and you can customise it and put decor in it, um, which seems to be a big thing in Animal Crossing. You and I don't really some get that, but other people seem to love it. Um, adding a photography mode, just a whole lot of little things in there to make the game more interesting and make you want to come back and play it. Yeah. So this may well bring back a few um, abandoned gamers who who have this in their collection and it might just be enough for them to think, hmm, sure, I'll go check these out yeah. and maybe it'll hook them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Limited Run, we've got a few updates for that from them. Limited Run games, they're releasing physical editions of Robotality's Pathways, an Indiana Jones-inspired strategy game. They're also announcing a physical edition of the As Divine collection, which is uh, four of the As Divine RPGs in one cart, Hearts, Hearts 2, Dios, and Menace. And they've uh, also got uh, Josh Fairhurst, who is from Limited Run Games, revealing that they almost released a physical clock for the Nintendo <laughs> Switch. So I'm assuming based on clock, the game, and or just like a clock that's just like, made out of us what was this clock thing all about uh, it, it genuinely is a clock like a real physical clock yeah it's kind of cool <laughs> it's it's the it's probably my favorite story this week i mean it it, it even trumps gta and the the triple a clock they had they have a proper trailer for it this was a genuine product according to him that they made the trailer for they were all ramped up to release the thing back in may and for whatever reason they abandoned it they haven't really said why but it, this whole thing has the feel of an April 1st joke about it, but it wasn't released on April 1st. He tweeted about this on the 7th of October. Uh, but it just it just smacks of it. They literally have a clock, a clock, like a physical clock, a clock game, some art, a soundtrack sampler, a six-inch clock, uh, the clock sort of pin, two-sided clock poster. It's like they really were taking the mickey. And he basically said that they decided to set out to create the most pointless thing they could think of, and it was a clock. 
for the Switch with a whole of stuff. And sure enough, well, one has been released today, and I, I, I don't, I don't know if this is in response to the AAA clock coming out, or I, I have no idea what's triggered this, but it can't be genuine. It cannot ever have been seriously considered as a real product. I think it makes me happy. I, I would buy it. <laughs> I'd definitely buy that. That sounds great. I mean, limited run game, games do some really good stuff, and it's great to see them continuing these physical releases. They only I, I, Anton has the the bugbear that, that it kind of artificially drives up the prices of some games, but um, I just think it's cool. You know, it's like if you if you want to go buy it, you can, and if, if you don't, you can't. I think the only downside is when it's very limited and you can't get it, you sort of feel a bit left out, and then the only way to buy that game physically is on eBay for five times the value and all that kind of stuff but no i think they do some good stuff and some good games there to check out as well if you're yeah. a fan can we talk about pathway because it's kind of cool have you looked it up well tell me what your thoughts are first i kind of like the look of it i mean it really is indiana jones inspired it's it's practically just taking every leaf out of the indiana jones book short of their storylines all very egyptian uh, tomb raidery type thing but with a less lara croft spin more indiana jones spin and I like the look of it. It's her pixel art style and it it looks cool and fun and I I'm kind of smitten with this in in all honesty. Do you do you feel differently? Um no, I I like the the art style. I think it's and as you say the Indiana Jones vibe is quite strong with it and I think this will be it reminds me of Catan. Huh? <laughs> Not Catan. In what way? Not Catan. It's the wrong board game. It reminds me of a board game, and I can't think which one. Um, but it, it reminds me of that kind of like tactical. Obviously, it is a tactical kind of game anyway. But um, it, I can imagine there being a board game called Pathway, where you have to um, sort of uh, take your your combat into battle and and set it all up in a sort of card and physical version uh, as a video game yeah i think a lot of people will love it um i think you will love it i, I don't think i'm gonna play it uh because it just seems oh, there we go i just played a bit of it there just matched match, played the trailer while we're recording <laughs> i just love the soundtrack yeah it, it, the soundtrack i did yeah i heard the soundtrack and it is very good and i think the pixel art is great um it seems quite complicated for me but i think a lot of people will love it so there we go that's my thoughts <laughs> cool all right <laughs> Very nice. Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay, Nintendo share value has continued a downwards trend as major investors reported uh, reportedly dumping stocks. Uh, it's kind of inevitable, isn't it, when you've got a company like Nintendo? We had that huge upward trend for ages and ages and ages and ages and ages. Uh, there's always a downward trend that follows that. And I guess because we haven't had the pro announcement at any point I, or any kind of like significant change whereas other consoles have kind of developed a little faster then you've got the uncertainty of a new version the OLED a lot of people were kind of on the fence about that I can see why um, and, and also there's not been a big announcement of a huge game recently you know we haven't had a Mario Kart um, we've had the Kirby one which looks great but we haven't had a new Mario Kart we haven't had a, the release of Zelda the second second Breath of the Wild yet so I, I do see why um, things are lower and I'm not really panicking and I suspect Nintendo are not panicking in the least yeah I mean share prices they do tend to be cyclical unless you're Amazon, uh, Amazon. well I suppose Amazon as well I was going to say Apple who just they seem to just perpetually be going up um, yeah share prices are cyclical and Nintendo have been very very happy last year when everything was looking rosy and they're selling out of the Switch constantly and their share price was going up and up and up and up and up it's been on a downward trajectory since march february something like that and it's lost more than a quarter of its value which that is quite significant when a company loses a quarter of its value that's that's not really good if you're the director of the company no. and nintendo did some businessy things in as much as they bought back some of the shares and did a whole of businessy things which in theory is supposed to push up your share value or at least stop it from tanking as badly as it did and it, it's still heading down pretty quickly it's, it's got a fairly negative rating and as much as all the investors have gone yeah it's peaked it it shot up i think in anticipation of the pro model coming out and everybody every analyst every trader out there is expecting the pro to come out and everyone to go "Ooh, new shiny one i want that and it, it didn't appear and nintendo i i suspect I suspect Nintendo knew this would happen. They were probably, as we've talked about before, planning the Pro and they had to pivot at the last minute, I'm assuming due to silicon shortages, uh, and they're just making the best of what they can. Now, they're still not exactly in a bad shape. They're still selling hand over fist. They're still making loads and loads of money, but from an investment point of view, they're not growing. 
Yeah. Uh, until something comes out that is new and shiny, is going to create a whole lot of um, buzz and demand. People want to stand there and hand their cash over to Nintendo. They're they're not an exciting stock. They're not an exciting business. But it will come back because that's what that's what happens. Yeah, it is exactly what happens. Now, Universal Studios Japan have announced a partnership with the Pokemon Company. Not a huge surprise there, really. Uh, it's um, yeah, big companies and big companies. <laughs> It, it, it is. I mean, we've already got Super Mario World. We know we're getting Donkey Kong World. Yep. Actually, I'm kind of surprised that we're getting the Pokemon World news so close on the back of announcing Donkey Kong World. So am I, Maybe yeah. they'll just all be part of the same expansion. I mean, there are different franchises, I guess. And there's always new rides being added to these parks. This is, I guess, just a new park being added to these parks. Yeah, it's cool, though. Aggressive expansion? Why not? Uh, it's kind of interesting. Uh, it just means that if I ever go there, I'm going to have to be dragged to that park as well by son, who is still Pokemon-obsessed. I plan to be going to all of them at some point. Four more classic shmups have been confirmed for the Switch, including Konami's cult hit. Shmup. <laughs> cult hit, um, Zhezhex. <laughs> I don't know how you pronounce it. X-E-X-E-X. X-E-X-E-X. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm uh, not... Zex-X? zex I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm not a X, XX. I'm not a big shmup fan, but um, yeah, it's cool. Again, it's it's. I've said this for ages that the Switch is like the retro gamers' heaven in a lot of ways. You know, so many so many games on there either inspired by or ports of the originals. So yeah, it's good to see them coming along. Yeah, I have to say I was unaware of pretty much any of these games uh, at, at all. They meant nothing to me, but apparently XXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXX
are future ready, I guess, uh, 4K and 60 frames per second, they're claiming, in the dock. And that is, I think that's more significant than maybe a lot of people realize for me, because that to me is kind of, was this dock, Al, the pro dock, but it never happened? I think it's probably safe to say that. I mean, they've, they've diving down, they're pretty sure it's got HDMI 2.0 in there and the cable that ships with it is a 4K capable HDMI cable, mm-hmm. which would suggest that, yes, this was going to be the dock for the Pro. Um, interestingly, actually, they have noted that the dock doesn't do any upscaling. So that would suggest that the Pro was going to do all the upscaling on it. And we already had their rumour last week where Nintendo had the patent for their own upscaling technology. Mm-hmm. So that all fits together nicely, that that will be done on the device and the dock is still a fairly dumb dock. But yeah, the fact it's got HDMI 2.0 and ships with a 4K cable, um, cable would suggest very, very strongly that this dock was designed for something else mm. rather than just being future-proof. But we also now know that it's probably got the same connector on the Pro as it does in the current one, which is, again, not a big surprise. Now, it's going to be very interesting to see what they do with the next step for Nintendo in terms of their consoles, because now that the OLED is out there, I wonder how quickly... We talked about this briefly last week, but this just adds fuel to the fire that I wonder if we will next year see a Pro arriving. I said I thought it might be the start of the year after. I didn't think it would be less than 18 months, but... Hey, who knows? You know, who knows? I mean, if it's already there and ready to go and they're just waiting for silicon shortages to kind of fix themselves and and maybe share prices to increase and these kind of things just to try and drive things up again uh, before they sort of go all to town with it again, maybe it will be a year, you know, which is kind of sad in some ways. The, The OLED model might be the one to keep. It might be the one that gets the value, you know, maybe not many people have it in the bigger scheme of things. Yeah, have you? I know this is sort of deviating from the story a little bit, but have you seen people talking about the OLED screen not actually being that great, at least out of the box in certain circumstances? No, I've only heard positive things. The only thing I heard was some people talking about a slight green tinge to the blacks, Um, Uh, but that's an OLED thing I've heard before, to be honest. But no, I've heard only really positive, like people really raving about it. Yeah, I don't know where it was I found this. There was... I've read a few reviews of all been saying it's great. Uh, and whichever website I was reading on at the time had uh, someone saying it is great. But when you take them out of the box, if you put the OLED next to your current Switch, the current Switch screen is much brighter than an OLED screen mm. in certain circumstances. If you've got it inside, put it on a table, side by side, the OLED is is dull and has slightly weird colours going on. Uh, and they're pointing out if you go into the settings and you take it off auto brightness... You right. can then crank the brightness right up and it will then be brighter and crisper and nicer than that. And also if you turn it from vivid colour scheme to normal colour scheme or something like that, it then stops messing with the colours and making it really weird. Right. And you can make the screen look much, much nicer. But then you do risk screen burn because OLEDs are prone to screen burn. You know, if you've got a little I don't know, a, a, a white icon or something like that on the screen, it doesn't really move or a map then or HUD, it can burn into the screen. So it's yeah. something they were saying to be aware of. Um, but I think that was probably just out uh, inside. I suspect if you take it out into the sunshine, it will probably automatically brighten itself up and be much, much better. But I did yeah. find that a weird and interesting little story. The, the one positive that I've heard a lot of people talking about is taking it outside. I've heard a few people say they've tested it and they've gone, this is great, I can now play the Switch the way the Switch was intended to be played. The way know, it was advertised it, to In the adverts, yeah, exactly. When you saw them all outside and actually tried that in real life, it was almost impossible. Um, so that is one thing I'm really excited about is the fact that the, the, that will allow that to happen. Um, and I'll be testing that, definitely, because, you know, that's that's what you want from your Switch. It's about holidays, you know, I'm thinking holidays, being able to sit outside and play it, that's a huge thing. I'm looking forward to seeing your one so I can then decide whether I do want to go and spend my hard-earned money to go and buy an OLED because that is, as I've said many times in the podcast before, my only bugbear of the Switch is you can't play it outside. And if it is that good in the sun, I would be kind of tempted if I can get it for a decent margin, just like, I don't know, 50, 60 quid to upgrade from one to the other. Yeah. If I could find a way of doing that, I, I might do. But for now, I'm holding on to the Switch, because the current Switch, because it works. And I'm pretty sure we're going to get the Pro next year, but then I was pretty sure we're going to get the Pro this year and I was wrong, so who knows? Who knows? Who knows indeed? I mean, um, I will report back next week when I've had a chance to actually receive it and play it. So, uh, yeah, that is our big rumour of the week. It is now time for what would normally happen here is a quiz. I'm going to pass over to Al for this week's one-person maybe quiz. I have so many questions. 
Yeah, quizzes don't work so well with me just asking you questions. It's because I'm That's not very dull. good at the answers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you'd still probably lose to Anton, even though he's not here, yeah, I know. to be fair. <laughs> not denying or uh, disagreeing one bit. Yeah, so in in that vein, I decided that uh, I would just try and do something a little bit different today. And uh, I came across a list of the most downloaded Switch eShop games in Europe in September. Oh, so it's a specifically European market, uh, the top 15 most downloaded. And I decided if you can name them, <laughs> I'll give you half a point for each one that you get right. You don't need to get where it is. I won't be that nasty. But if you can just name the games, I will give you half a point. See, I'd have to think about what games were on discount because there's going to be a few in there that have been around for a while that are discounted. But I'll give you some that I know came out in September. So Eastward. Is on there? Yep. Okay, because it has to be on there because it's... It's number six it's for your information. classic. Uh, Nino Kuni 2. Is not on there. Actually, actually, I need to give you a number of guesses. So you've got 15 guesses. There's 15 places you've got 15 guesses. So Nino Kuni 2, no. Um, Nino Kuni 1 because it was on a massive discount. Nope. Okay. Um, the Plane Effect. Plane effect. Nope, is not on that list. Uh, what else came out in September that I can actually think was? Bear in mind, some of these games might have been out for a very long time. Well, that's what I'm saying. This is the difficulty. Okay, let's go for um, Mario Kart. It is number nine. Mad, absolutely mad that that's still in there. Um, let's go for Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing is in number twelve. Yes. Wow, okay. Um, what about um, the game that you play that I have not Harvest Moon the other one what's it called again you can help me out with that because I've told you what what. Uh, yeah you mean Stardew Valley Stardew Valley thank you it is isn't at number five yeah it is in there okay Um, I'm doing better than I thought I would (laughs) to be honest Uh, what else might be in there you've had six of your 15 guesses so far I've got five though alright or four you are at four so far yeah that's all right. Better than I thought it was mm. going to be. Um, I'm trying to think. Actually, you've had seven so far. Actually, you've got four out of seven. Have I got three wrong? What three did I get wrong? Nino Kuni uh, one and two. Well, you had two, two Nino Kuni one and two or something, where you had just two of them and you had something else in there. I forget what. I don't think I did. I think you I did. I've been two. liking ones and zeros every time you answer. I'm doing. I'm doing binary, uh, baby. I hate you. Um, what about? Oh, this is tough. What about something like? Smash. Something like Smash is not on there, no. Okay. Um, what about FIFA 22? It is in at number seven. I'm surprised that wasn't your number one guess. Yeah. Um, what else might be there in that kind of... Um, no More Heroes 3. It's not there. It was out in August, but I did wonder if it might be a, a kind of... That was your 10th guess. You got five Hangover more. from it. Uh, what about... Ooh. Okay, give me, a, give me a clue. Uh, is there any new games, like like really new games in there? There is a very new game on there. Um, okay. Um, I'm trying to think what else would be new that people were, were playing in September, so... Metroid because that's not out yet that wasn't out then um, what else came out in September that's my biggest thing it's like it's like, or it might even be August it's like we talk about games every single week but when you go under pressure your brain just goes blank yeah well it's also it's also trying to think of the ones because there's so many it's trying to think of the ones that would be I think we've talked about every game on this list bar one which I don't think we've talked about Um, I'll go with I don't know um Road 96. Nope. Okay, let's go for a couple of classics then, because it's probably safer. Let's go for... Um, so had Mario Kart done that already. Let's go for Mario Odyssey. Is not on there. No. Okay, uh, what about Mario Golf? It's sadly not on there. Mm, okay, and one... Have I got one more? You've done 13, you've got two more. Two more, okay. Uh, oh man, this is brutal. This is such a hard thought because there's so many o- options. Um, 
I mean, you probably own quite a lot of these games. I know uh, you don't own I'm some sh- of them, but I'm sure I will. Or, I'm sure I will. Yeah. That's the difficult part. But it's just thinking of uh, Dragon Ball Z. That was one of the big recent releases. Nope. Last guess. Okay. Um, I'm thinking about guesses. I'm going to go Agatha Christie and Hercule Poirot. The first cases. <laughs> Okay, so at the end of that, you've got one, two, three, four, five, which means you get two and a half points, which takes you up to 24 and a half points to Anton's 22. I will read you the list. I'll take that. That was all right. That wasn't too bad. So in 15th place, Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury. Okay. 14th, Pokemon Sword. Mm. Sonic Colors Ultimate. Yeah, I thought you would have got that one. a A lot of it is because it was such a bad port that I kind of wrote it off and I've just erased that that even came out because they did such a bad job of the port to the Switch that if you have any other option to play on anything else, don't play on the Switch. <laughs> I guess a lot of people must have bought it when it first came out before yeah. realising how bad it was. Yeah, oh, definitely. Uh, Animal Crossing you got. Number 11, Townscaper. Have we ever... I don't even recognise that game. Yeah, do I do, but um, I think it might... It's probably one that had a massive discount, I would say. Possibly. Yeah, I just... It's just not registering as uh, as uh, anything in my cognition. Anyway, okay. Uh, number 10, Slime Rancher. Oh, yeah. Portable edition. Okay. Yep. Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. You got Castlevania Advanced Collection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should have got yep. that, maybe. You should have done. FIFA 22, you got Eastward. You got Stardew Valley. You got number four, Among Us. Of course. Basically, yeah. it was still up there. I'm surprised it's that high. Yeah, but it's cheap though, you see, and and people see it and then they go, oh, I'll just get Among Us because we've got friends around tonight and people are being more more sociable now. Yeah, I could see that being a thing. Yeah, number three, Minecraft. Oh yeah, I should have just said Minecraft, (laughs) probably got a point. Yeah, you should have done. Number two, WarioWare, get it together. Oh yeah, forgot that even came out, yeah. Yeah, it was a biggie. That was one of the ones I thought you would get when I said it was very new. It was very new, that one. Yeah. Uh, And then number one, if, if I give you a little hint, you've been playing it with your brother, I think. Um, I think you've been playing with your brother. Certainly, you've referenced this game many times. Overcooked in relation to your brother. No, uh, Diablo two. Oh, Diablo two. A uh, Diablo three that I've I've uh, I've been trying to play with them for about three years. But uh, Diablo two, I've not. Um, I've never. Ah, well, played. it's in at number one. Ah, yeah. So there you go. That was the full list of the most up now downloaded games from the Switch eShop right. in Europe in September. Interesting. Random little one. Also, what's really interesting about that is that Europe is. <sighs> There's some areas that are completely different because you've got different eShop deals, you've got different games that people really like in certain places, but it is interesting that those classics are still there, the Stardew Valleys and the Minecrafts and things. So, yeah, it was quite an interesting take on things. Yeah, well done for your initiative on the quiz this week, Alistair. Thank you very much, my good friend, Michael. Yes. <laughs> uh, that is about it from us. Anton will be back with us, I am sure, uh, for the next episode. And we'll be back with our extras for our Patreons as well. Remember, come and join us, nsukp.co.uk forward slash support dash us if you want to find out about the tiers that we offer. There are tiers occasionally, but that's just us trying to get the podcast out to people uh, rather than anything else. Do you anything you want to add, Al? Um, find us on all the usual social channels mm. pod, at uh, NSUK Podcast on Twitter we're on Facebook we are on YouTube we've added a couple of new YouTube videos this week I think Anton's put up at least one new review if not two I forget what they were but there's definitely a new one popped up we've also got your Spurlunker HD on there I have a review shortly coming out of the Little Acres I think it's out so yeah we are ramping up the um the YouTube a lot so go and check it out yeah. nice little channel I think plus you get to see our beautiful faces yes when um, when we allow it obviously only when we've had a full day's hair and makeup first oh absolutely you know. and you get to see the beanie yeah that the is true. On one of them. did you oh, that's, I quite like that yeah. I felt it was appropriate yeah, definitely especially this time of year anyway with that have a safe week we will see you all soon goodbye cheerio au revoir